Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. Today, I have, oh, hopefully one day I'll have enough money to say, I want to play house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I have my friend, Realtor Ali White. Thanks for coming to the podcast Thank today. Thank you. Okay, so I remember, actually, I was talking about this before you came on. I love your Instagram. It's like... You know, this mix of fun and quirky yeah. and interesting. Yeah. No, it's definitely my personality through and through being shown on social media. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I have this love and respect for the people that do that because I can't. Like, my Instagram is just, oh, look, there's a podcast of this. Like, I, I, I feel so, I guess, self-conscious. Like, mm-hmm. how do you overcome that? So, yeah, that is actually something that a lot of people ask me. How do you overcome that? And it's one of those things where you just have to do it. Like, and it doesn't have to be perfect. I think that was the first, um, I actually did real estate coaching. And and it, it was a coaching for my business. And one thing she always said to me, it doesn't have to be perfect. So I just instilled that in my day-to-day life because I feel like, especially as a woman, we definitely internalize things, especially with how we look, what we sound like, what other people think about us. So it's one thing, and it, and it works great. Like, a lot of people compliment me on my social media. Yeah, oh, freak. It's, <laughs> it's, I love it. I love you. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, okay, I can, you know, I feel the person's vibe. I feel this person's vibe, and the person is a vibe themselves, yeah. so it's really cool. Yeah. Um, There was this video you did with your friend, and your friend was just disturbing, and like, I'm working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And like I said, when we were talking before we started recording is she always says, Ali, you're doing that thing again. <laughs> so I just ignore her. So I am, I am a little, I'm more self-conscious about it. And someone told me, an uh, older realtor who's been in the industry for a while, they said your parents, your not your parents, your kids, they will quickly understand that when mommy's on the phone, you don't talk to her. <laughs> And they're starting to figure that out. Now they'll just whisper at me and do <laughs> and do hand <laughs> motions. Okay, so like let's rewind and begin this like your realtor journey. Why did you decide to be one? What was the process of? Yeah, so I decided to become a realtor um, to really, I guess, uh, complement my husband's industry where he's a contractor oh yeah and but that wasn't the specific reason that's definitely one of the reasons but Mm. another one was i wanted my children to see that you know mommy can pay the bills too and also i was a hairdresser a hairstylist and not to say anything negative i love that industry and it taught me a lot of things but for me it just it wasn't financially liberating Mm. And so I just needed to do something that was more making my own schedule where I do have four kids and um, real estate just happened to be one of the options. I'm sorry, like that just blew my... Four kids? Yes. Where do you have the time? (laughs) Uh, Well, I can't take all the credits. Um, My father, 
he does live with us full time, so he is our caregiver for our children oh, when we okay. are working. But I do get my days where I'm home with my kids, which I really do enjoy.、Mm. Okay, so you're like hairdressing. Well, it makes sense about the hair now. Yeah, <laughs> it makes yeah. sense about the hair now. Yeah. So, so you like hairdressing? It's cool, but you know, how do you know? I mean, I'm guessing that you do other options. Why was this the one you decided to? London. So I did go to university. I was trying to pursue a business degree, and I did that for two years. I wasn't successful, and then I did go to community college to try, like you know, business administration, same route, wasn't successful.、And、then I had some few jobs, and one job that really resonated with me was being a, a housekeeper, and、um, I was like, man. You know, I just felt like I didn't want to do these type of jobs for the rest of my life.、Um, that's why I pursued hair, and then I really enjoyed hair because you know I did the braids on the side, the weaves on the side, and I just wanted to expand that knowledge because I was also、um, selling hair extensions. So I guess it was like the hustler in me that was like. You know, maybe you would do great in real estate,、mm. especially where you can take the course via correspondence. So I didn't have to quit、oh, um, real estate. I could continue to do hair、mm. at the salon I was working at while I did my course, and then I can continue to work there and、um, be a real estate agent. And then eventually, it was time for me to make the decision to say I can no longer do hair. Right. But Um, I still do pay my yearly dues so I can keep my hairstylist license. Why? I, you know, just it's it's only a hundred dollars every oh, year. Oh wait, wait, wait. So <laughs> let's. Re- okay, so, huh? You know, it's kind of funny though. Like why?、Uh, so I think I've talked to someone that does hand, and I still don't get like. Why do you need the license to make hair? Because well, you know, it's like、um, any industry. You just have a regulatory body. Right. So even in real estate, I have a regulatory body,、mm. and we pay yearly dues, quarterly dues, monthly dues in real estate. And in comparison to just keep my hair license for a hundred dollars a year, <laughs> it's, like, it's like why not? Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 What does the license, the hair one? Do like what does it say you can do?、Uh, I'm a licensed comatologist, so I can. I'm just specifically in hair. Oh, okay,、yeah. okay, 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 okay. So, <laughs> so you like, you.、Uh, how long was the correspondence for the real estate?、Sort of、so the real estate course, I don't know if it's changed, but when I did it, you had six months to do the course by correspondence, and um, you also had the ability to sit in. On their in-class sessions, I believe the in-class session is a month.、Uh, Don't、okay. quote me on that, but it was like nine to five, seven, four, five days a week. I couldn't do that. Yeah. So the correspondence, you, I took the full six months to do it. Some people do it sooner. I took the full six months, and then I was able to write the exam shortly after. And luckily, I passed on the first try. What? Is the like how long is the exam and so, was it difficult? Yeah, so honestly, the exam was like nothing I've ever experienced. Oh、before. wow! Um, as far as university exams and high school exams,、mm-hmm. and it was like um, 
it was huge. I think I think we were in the room for like three, two hours. The fuck? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a bunch of multiple choice. Right. Like when I, I think half of the exam was multiple choice. And then there was like 20 short form questions. Mm -hmm. And then there were three long form questions. You know what I mean? Like long form answers. Mm -hmm. And then you had to fill out forms. I, I um, it was nerve wracking to me because I started running out of time. And you know, they teach you if you don't know the answer, just skip it, skip it and... and go back. So yep. I actually left a whole page blank. Holy shit. Because I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know any of the answers. To right, that. right, right, right. But it doesn't, um, the, the course and the exam, that's just how to become a real, like, to get licensed. To become an actual realtor, it's different. You know what I mean? Like I always explain, the best way to explain the course is how not to go to jail. <laughs> what? Yeah, how not to go to jail. Okay, please talk me through this. Cause it's all about the, cause real estate is heavily regulated in Canada, but it's also regulated province to province. So oh. different real estate laws in different provinces. So if you were to go to, I don't know, friggin' New Brunswick, you'd yeah. have to do another license? I would have to get another license. I'm and guessing that one will be in French too. Yeah, and the course is just the, about the uh, about real estate laws and bylaws and the forms and how to properly fill it out. So... Okay, so my idea, you know, you're going to correct me now if I'm wrong, but my idea is that I want to buy a house. Mm -hmm. I, I go to, I don't know, online or whatever. I see this person. I'm like, I want to buy a house. And is there that job to kind of say, these are the houses that are available. And then I'm like, oh, I like that one. And it's, I have the money to buy it and I give the money or... So our job as um, real estate agents mm -hmm. or realtors is that we help assist with the transaction. Like I can't spend your money for you, mm -hmm. but I can guide you in a way that you can find the perfect home or maybe not the perfect home, um, just like the home that you want. Mm -hmm. And uh, Or can afford. Yeah, or can afford. <laughs> And then we go through the transaction in a way to, and it's uh, a simplified version. Again, it's to make sure we're following real estate regulations and laws. Wow. So I guess what is, hmm, how, like, the, the, are there a lot of these laws or? Yeah. So there's a whole real estate trading act. Yeah. <laughs> there's a whole act. And you have to. Like how you much of that do know, you... you have to know the gist of it. Okay, because right? I'm like, Fuck. like I don't have to go and be like paragraph page, <laughs> page thirty-five, paragraph two, yeah. line five. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> says X, Y, and Z. No, right. But I do have to know at least the gist of it to make sure I don't go to jail. You don't go to jail. Mm. My brokerage doesn't go to jail. Like you know, just those things. Brokerage was. So my oh sorry, brokerage is so in order to have a real estate license, um, you get licensed by what we call our commission, mm. and then in order to hold you, I don't necessarily hold my license. My brokerage 
holds my license, if that makes sense. So I'm with Remax Nova. So they hold my license to trade in real estate. I can't participate as a realtor without being with a brokerage. So how does the brokerage formed like it? So there's, if, it's like, it's like a corporation, mm. um, there's owners involved, you know, uh, and the, the, the owners run the brokerage within the real estate trading act. So. And the bylaws. Is, I guess, can anyone just go open up a brokerage? Like, you uh, need a ton of money to do that or? Yes. I don't know the gist of it. It's nothing, it's nothing that I want to do. <laughs> It's nothing that I want to do. Okay, how did you now decide this is a brokerage I want to be on? Yes, that's a good question. So I originally started at a brokerage. And then, you know, I just wanted to expand mm. and stuff like that. Um, and so this was a brokerage I picked with this Remax Nova here in Halifax. Um, but uh, as far as... Picking a brokerage, what I tell people is it's all what you're, what you feel comfortable with, you mm. know? If you want to go to a brokerage that's more of a boutique brokerage, smaller, probably about 20 agents in it, mm. you know, because you want to have more one-on-one or, or maybe you want to be more of a lone ranger and you don't really want to be in that whole office environment. And you would go to a smaller brokerage. But then I just happened to pick a bigger brokerage mm. who has over 200 agents in their office. Yeah. And it's just... How does everyone make money? Well, you know, I always say there's enough business to go around for uh, everyone. Especially in Halifax with all the yeah. houses going up. Like we reached a million people. Okay, 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 okay. So talk me through this, right? The pandemic happened... And everyone, like, wh I guess I've always wondered why the prices of the house prices so went up. So that's a common misconception is that when the pandemic hit, mm. prices started going oh. through the roof. But mm. it, it did. But we were still receiving multiple offers pre-pandemic. So then we went into the pandemic and then there was the multiple offers and it kind of got escalated. Mm -hmm. And then we got that mass migration. I think I seen a lot of it after we were advertised as like the euphoria of the <laughs> pandemic. But we know? were though. We were. And so um, I think that has a lot to, like people can argue it, but I think that played a part in that. So that's why the house sales went up. It was just the, over asking over asking over asking and me personally i think we're just on par now with the rest of the country mm. i think nova scotia was undervalued for a very long time oh um and now we're just we're just catching up with the rest of the but like we are provinces poor rod and those people though mm -hmm. and i get that as well so um, the average cost of living and, you know, average wages that people make here, mm -hmm. that's a thing. And I also think that, and that just speaking with people who are looking into purchasing, a lot of them think they can't do it. A lot I mean, of, a lot of people, but they haven't spoken to a realtor. They haven't spoken to a mortgage broker. They haven't spoken to a banker. So no one really knows the process of doing it. And I always tell people you would be surprised what you are pre-approved for. 
and it, and it's thing. It's a thing. People are surprised. They're like, wow, I never thought I would be approved for that by myself. Okay. So walk me through this though. I come to you, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do this. What happens? Like, what do we do? So I would say, hey, Israel, are you pre-approved? And you would say no. Then I would say, hey, I work with a great mortgage broker or I work with a great um, bank rep at a few banks. What would you prefer, mortgage broker or a bank? What would you advise me to take? So I would say that if you are a self-employed individual or a little unsure about your finances, go to a mortgage broker because a mortgage broker works with hundreds of lenders, whereas the bank has their own products, the bank. Mm. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. I think that uh, in the age of being a consumer, there's products and services and items out there for mm. everyone. So a bank may be great for someone, but it might not be great for me or it might not be great for you. You mm. know what I mean? What, in what, I guess, what situation would a bank not be a good fit? Um, A bank might not be a good fit for someone who um, is self-employed. Uh, me. I wasn't a good fit for a bank, so I went with a mortgage broker. Um, another person, that, uh, maybe your credit score is not the best, oh. so you go to a mortgage broker. Or, um, you know, and it's also a thing, too, people just shop around. So you could go to a bank, and the bank could give you a pre-approval amount. You could go to the mortgage broker, and it's the same pre-approval amount. But what people don't know as well is that, more, again, I'm not saying one's better than the other, mm. but a lot of people don't know. Um, people think, too, you pay for the mortgage broker. In certain cases, they do. But um, that mortgage <clears throat> broker is able to get you approval, and sometimes they can get you approved through banks as well. Oh. So you don't necessarily have to go to a bank rep. There's two banks that you can't get uh, or three, like Credit Union don't offer their products to mortgage brokers. RBC doesn't offer their project products to mortgage brokers. I think BMO as well don't offer their projects products to mortgage brokers. But a mortgage broker would have access to say TDs um, products or oh. Scotia Bank products, and a lot of people don't know that. But some people are faithful to their bank where they would say, I bank with RBC, so I want to go with RBC. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's say I'm pre-approved. The pre-approval is really just tied to your credit. Yeah. So the pre-approval is based off of your credit score, your income, your debt, how much debt you have in comparison to your income, mm. and how much you have for a down payment. Mm. I think... Like you said, we're poor. You know, we're not, not relatively poor, compared but, to other provinces. And I, I think one of the problems is, is that people have a hard time saving. So oh, we need to save for our down payment. We need right. to save for our closing cost. So, wait, 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 wait. What's closing cost? Oh, <laughs> there's so much. So yes. <laughs> Uh, and when purchasing a home, you're also subject to closing costs. So you have to pay for the lawyer 
who put the deed on land registry. You have to pay for um, land transfer tax, which you can't avoid it. It's a one-time charge of 1.5% of the purchase price of the home. There's also property tax adjustment. Um, if the house is on oil, <laughs> if the house is on oil, there's also an oil adjustment. So there's just there's a few closing costs that you have to do. But the main the big portion is the down payment, which is the five percent. I was I was reading something the other day, like two weeks ago, a few weeks ago or something, about something like house inspection, something. Yeah, so home inspections. Yeah, home yeah. yeah. Yeah, home inspections, some do consider that a closing cost, but that's something that you pay for during purchasing a house. Like say if you have an accepted offer on a house, mm. you'd get a home inspection and you pay for it. And what are they inspecting? Like they well, they can't. They don't have X-ray vision, so they can't. <laughs> they can't look through the walls right. or anything. They can't destroy the people of them house, right? right? But they can say, I I tell my clients it's more of an educational thing. It's mm. how to work your house, how to use your house, and if there's anything that's alarming that would cause safety or harm to you or uh, ruin the integrity of the house, mm -hmm. that's what the home inspection is. But a home can't fast pass or fail an inspection. If it fails, what happens? Well, it doesn't. It's all how you interpret it. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, it's all how you interpret it. Like if you, if you have a home inspection and the roof, they say, oh, the roof is got five years left to it there's a few missing shingles and then you get a quote for the roof and it's six thousand dollars well mm. do you want to spend the six thousand dollars <laughs> that's that's is it this is it <laughs> i'm like yeah i know we passed <laughs> yeah, this is it this is it Oh or, God. but if then there's something major, like mm. I was at a home inspection and the foundations was cracked. We were pre-warned by the listing agent, but the cracks were like this big. Holy shit. In the foundation. It was an apartment building. It was six units and the crack just went from the top all the way down. And That's you, no good. And you could see it on the inside. No, it wasn't. And um, I think we were quoted like almost $80,000 to fix it. So obviously my buyer walked away from it because mm. that wasn't a good investment for her at the time. Who is responsible though? The, pers the person that is selling or the person that is buying? So it's more of a negotiation thing. I always tell my clients it's always worth, worth to ask. So as a realtor, that's one thing that's my job is the negotiation uh, process. Who are you working for though? Like, so is this situation... <laughs> Is this it all depends. I work in my seller's best interest, right. or if I'm working with my buyers, I work in my buyer's best interest. Is it is is it allowed where uh, I'm the realtor, right? I'm selling your house, and I'm the person that is also bringing the buyer. So yes. <laughs> That is allowed. It is allowed. Yes, but um, that's a whole other. Like, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but um, no, that is something that's happened, and it, it's common but not common. Me personally, I don't like doing it. Yeah, so if I'm just... a, if I'm a listing agent, I tell my sellers straight up like it's. I don't like doing it. If you're comfortable with me doing it, then fine, sure. But 
I don't like doing it. It's double the paperwork, mm. and um, I just feel like I'm not though. I'm not best representing my buyer and the buyer and the seller. I personally, I, it's just me. But you're getting paid both ways, though, right? Mm, yeah, but like, is it worth is it? Is it worth it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe I'm scared of getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 i'll just i'll just okay so um but now is a seller's market pretty much right mm, no. no no they're making all this money no it's not really a seller's market we still have pretty low inventory so that it's it, real estate works off of the basic supply and demand model mm -hmm. so low supply means high demand High, de low demand means high supply. So right now, um, we still have a very low supply. So the demand is still high. The buildings going up, doesn't that add? The buildings, like the condos? Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. Uh, uh, real estate's subjective. So some people might want condos. Some people might want to stick with the single right, family. Right, right, right. So in your experience so far being a realtor, which one is moving more um definitely homes priced under four hundred thousand mm. dollars um mobile homes are another one that moved up really quickly wait wait so i was driving the other day and this freaking big ass truck was carrying an actual house is mm. that a mobile home so or? it could be a mobile home but it also could be a modular home people get those like, why would you uh, that's scary to me that they can't drive my house on a fucking truck it's like Nope. Modular homes are really, are more common than you think. Um, you can go to a company that the house is already pre-made in a factory and they deliver it and they- Literally those, <laughs> yeah, they're those just, literally They those. just slap it up. <laughs> they slap it up in a few weeks. Fuck me, no. I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, why is this thing on the truck? Anyway, anyway, so um, <clears throat> You do your thing, you get your license. Do they give you a ceremony license or you just a ceremony? Get no, there's something no, in the email. But that would be pretty cool. If right. so, you just get something in the email. That's it. <laughs> and then, okay, but so you said your brokerage has to have your certificate. Do you have to get the brokerage before your certificate yeah, comes? Yeah, so you have to get the brokerage before they issue your. So, so they're the at brokerage. What point is in, do you talk to the brokerage when you're doing the exam? Or? So you should talk to brokerages before you even write your exam. Oh. Some brokerages offer um train like not training but like educational seminars on the course so like oh. if you have questions or anything it's almost like a little night class mm. and you go to the class and you can say well i was reading this in the book what does that mean is it the same book everyone reads for yeah this thing? it's the same book that everyone reads how big is it um my book was like that oh, big. okay yeah and then there was like the additional uh stuff for it but then um yeah that's a yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So you. But oh, sorry. The exam is different. There, I think there's like six different exams in circulation. So no one. So if I took exam A, I'm like, hey, this is what I yeah, saw. Yeah, this is what. No, <laughs> that's not the case. You don't. I, I might get a different yeah. one. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So now you. 
you said talk to the brokerage before you even write your thing. Like, do you talk to many ones? Yeah, or? so interview as many as you want. Like, one thing you have to What pay- do you do? Do you go and say, I'm going to be a real estate agent and... Yeah, and you, you literally, it feels like, it almost feels like a job interview. Mm. I guess it's both ways. Like, the brokerage is making sure you're a right fit for their brokerage. Mm. But you're also interviewing the brokerage to make sure they're a right fit for you and your mm. business. And uh, I guess... The common thing is money because you do have to pay to be at these brokerages. Pay for what? Um, Man, pay for them. Like, <laughs> the, I don't... Oh, yeah. using their space, I using guess. Using their space, using their products, their services. Um, yeah, you you have to pay the brokerage. And that I think that's... Is a, it like a one-time fee? No, or? we have monthly fees and then they get a cut of every check. And that's at every brokerage. Some at some brokerages you do cap out, and was like, yeah, you get to collect one hundred percent of your commission. Oh, at a point. At a point, but you still you still have to pay them monthly fees and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm yeah. Sorry. And there's like a social fund. There's like you know a, a, a donation, an obligated donation that you have to do. <sighs> like my brokerage, we donate to um, IWK. So they're uh, a huge donor for that because every agent's ev- out of every agent's paycheck goes. Yeah. Do they pay you? Like how- yeah. So yeah. So that's another thing too. The brokerage is responsible to pay us. Um. So yeah. It's it's so murky. I don't understand. Are you working for them? Because no, it's it's really it's weird in the sense where. No, I'm not working for them. I am working for myself, but mm. they are a huge driving force in my business and to keep it successful. So my brokerage and specifically Remax Nova, they invest a lot of that money back into our agents, into the agents. So we get great courses. Say if we have courses a, for what? Like financial literacy was a recent one that we just had. Another one we have great parties like <laughs> we um weekly uh daily classes that we can have mm. sessions with our owners and experts so uh, and the technology that we use so basically what, that's what we're paying for what tech what technology um, so like a uh, customer crm i don't mm-hmm. know the the word yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like a ceo pay for a crm maybe you're helping pay for the brokerages websites so they have a good seo um my brokerage we're opening up uh, an app that you can search homes on so a lot of those things are tools that i can use in my business and that my clients have access to things so well. for instance if i come to you and say i want x house you can be like hey check, go check out this yeah, thing go check out and this then i app. go put in i want Three bedroom, this mm-hmm. size. You know the other thing that throws me off is like square feet. What the fuck? How do you? Yeah. Even... I never understand the square feet thing. Yeah. So um, every you have to and you have to do it accurately because um, if you don't do it accurately, measuring a house, then you know you can uh, like really piss some people off because mm. they go to this house thinking that you know it's bigger than what it is, or but there is a little like bump out in the house so rather than the measuring from the bump out to the other wall they measure from the larger part of the wall Mm. to the larger so me specifically when i'm measuring a home i get um 
my photographer, he comes in and he does something called a virtual tour, also known as a Matterport. And it's literally, you ever see it where you come mm, walk, can walk through, through the house? And when he does that, then I get a footprint of actual square footage of the home. So there's what, no confusion. Is that one of the things that the, comp the brokerage pays for? No, so I pay for that. But there's some brokerages out there that they do um, have like an in-house photographer and they pay for that. Or say if you join a team, because there's can be teams within brokerages and the team um, lead, they pay for it. Certain teams. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So now I've done my interview with the brokerage. I'm like, I won that one. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Okay. So you say Remax, Nova, mm -hmm. all good. I choose you. Do you apply? No, no, no. <clears throat> so you're like, I choose you. I want to come to your brokerage. And they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> that's that's how it goes and then um you get your offboarding for the brokerage and yeah and then the rest is history and then the agency the licensing thing sends your license to them yeah wow okay so now i'm in remarks nova what happens like what's the day like for you there day life in remax nova is um Maybe I might go to the office, maybe I might not. Because mm -hmm. I'm not obligated to go to the office. But I do love our culture at our office. Um, <clears throat> the Everyone's so nice and super supportive. Like, it doesn't feel competitive at all. Mm -hmm. um, and we have classes every day. And, you know, we call it the bullpen. So, <laughs> say if you need to do work and you don't have an office, in there you have a space that you can work in and you have access to the computer mm. printer and all that stuff wow okay um now what do you when you sell like the house is sold oh i guess at what point is the house done and you're done with the seller and the buy, you know whatever whatever your so whenever is. there's a transfer of keys so as soon as there's a transfer of keys and the the buyer now he's they signed off on everything with the lawyer mm. house lawyers like you've officially closed congratulations that's typically when my relationship or contract is up with mm. my clients it's actually kind of a sad time because you've been with this person for so, so long time, yeah. and it's like man like and you don't want to bombard them with, hey, how's it going, blah, 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 Because <laughs> you do. You genuinely miss these people. Mm. Um, but I think all my clients know that I'm always thinking about them. Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. And then uh, what is a typical percentage of, what do they call so, it? So uh, typical, the app, not, I shouldn't say the average because it's not the average right now, but um five percent of the purchase price and mm. then it's cut in half the brokerage keeps half no 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 no. so you're the buyer agent i'm the seller agent we split five five percent so i get 2.5 percent you get oh 2 unless i'm the one that is both but yeah <laughs> but uh, a lot of people don't know that the commission is negotiable but typically like four percent is the lowest most realtors will go negotiate as a home buyer? Home seller. Because oh. the seller is paying for it. Oh. So when I sell my house, I pay both people. Yes. 
It is worth it, though, if you think about what agents do to get to that step. So, wait, here's one for you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let's say I have a house and my friend is like, I love your house. I have money for it. Like, can we just do that? Do we yeah, need to you go don't, to Yeah, you don't need a realtor. You, oh. can, you can... People buy and, um, buy and sell their houses privately. If The question is, is it going to be a successful purchase oh. or a successful sale? Yeah. Wow. I feel like, um, like, again, there's... In a consumer society, there's a product for everybody. You know what I mean? So mm. if someone wants to go for sale by owner, then whatever floats your boat. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, I guess... Huh. Okay. Is, are there situations where the seller agents and the buyer agents are in the same brokerage? Yes. Is that like a cool... Mm, uh, it's a... Uh, it's not like conflict of interest or anything like that. Mm. Like, you, if you're, if we work in the same office, you don't have access to my people's information, and that's something that I'm held by the real estate laws. Oh, you, know what you I can't mean? be like, hey, I need to hook you up. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, this I'm sorry. This is just fascinating to me. At some point, you know, I don't know. Fingers crossed. But at some point, um, so it'll be good to know that. Okay. Yeah. But, so, oh, one question I didn't You said, how much does the brokerage get? Mm. So, every brokerage is different. Sometimes uh, I keep 60, they take 40, 70, 30, 70, or 80, 30, 20, 90, 10, it, 95, 5. It's, it depends on... Is it, is it depends like, on it, the brokerage. Does it differ? Once you... Is it one set amount, or does it differ based on the purchase? So, some brokerage does tiers. Okay. So What's... once you collect so much in gross commission, mm. then you're bumped up to say you capped out mm. or you're at <clears throat> 95.5. Wow. Okay. And <clears throat> I, I guess, do you have like a minimum, a maximum number of people you can work with? Like clients? No, like oh. you can work with, or some agents, my first year of real estate, I probably did like one transaction. <laughs> and then, um, you know, now I'm way well surpassed, surpassed that, tongue-tied. Mm. Um, but I know agents who do over 100 deals themselves in a year. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So let, let's just, I'm just going to do, you say average house is 400K. 5% mm-hmm. of that is like 20 grand something. Is it? Because like 10% is 40, so oh, yeah. 5% is 20. And then I split that as 10. Then I give those guys, wow. So if I'm selling like, what's the, I guess, what's it, what's, in the agency, in the brokerage, sorry. Actually, no. I think the average commission, I do know this, the average commission is about, like you said, that's about the average commission. Mm. And then, but you pay your brokerage, mm. like I said, the 40%, 30%, 10%, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And then you keep whatever you keep. But then you also have to pay taxes on that. You also have to reimburse yourself for the staging that you made to pay for. What staging? So if I sold someone's house. Oh, you need to like. Yeah. Like take pictures, pictures, make it look good. Yeah, marketing. And um, buyers, you know, you're driving around all over God's creation. 
get them a house. I know they're driving too, but then you also <laughs> book in the home inspection. I guess it's just really for your time, you know? And I, I know it sounds like, it does sound like a lot of money when you say it like that, but um, I guess the great thing about real estate is that um, if you establish a really good client base, like you, you can have really great, you can become a person of leisure. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you just like doing yeah. that. <clears throat> so I know this. But there's some, like you could do a deal in January and then you don't have another closing until March. Mm, 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 or maybe mm. you have two closing in March. So that's actually something that came to mind. Uh, before and I no, to I don't get paid until you get the keys, right? So you could look at me and say, Allie, I bought my neighbor's house, sorry. And we just was working together for the past six months. <laughs> what the fuck? It happens. <laughs> okay, so um, what is the, I guess, if an if a, if a agent is like working, 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 what would be the average that the agent would do for a year sales? I think the average... Um, this is stats based off of, I don't know. I seen these stats the other day. I just can't remember if they're stats for Nova Scotia mm. or stats for my office. But um, I, the average is 12 deals a year. Oh, okay. It's like 10 or 12 deals a year. So average of like one a month. Yeah. Whoa, that's a lot of... So I guess you've had this journey so far doing this. How do you, do you love it? Is it... Yes, no, I love it. I love it. I um, I love it more for what I was, what I'm able to do. Like, I'm able to stay with my kids when I want to create my own schedule. But I don't feel like working on Sundays. Well, guess what? I'm not working on Sundays. Um, I feel like, yes, I love real estate, but at the same time, I feel like my drive, my grit is what makes me successful because mm. yeah you can make money doing it but what are you going to do with that money so i um i said to myself i know as a new agent no one's going to give me <clears throat> their house to sell mm. because i'm new um so i make my own listings i go buy um distressed properties mm -hmm. i renovate them and then i sell them and wow. i make more than i would make in a commission right right <laughs> you know right what i mean <laughs> and I guess, how do you find those type of houses that's like, okay, but need some work? Uh, just the internet, MLS. I'm, I see MLS. them, uh, multiple listing services. So oh, that's okay. like the realtor.ca. The, oh, yeah. and then you check. Okay. Then I just go look at it. I may like it. I may not like it. Wow. There's some that I've lost out on because my clients um we're offering on them you know so i don't i don't take away from, from my people clients are okay well this is an eye opening a <laughs> discussion <laughs> for me and you know I, I said i wasn't going to keep you too long and i mm -hmm. think i have but i, I want to let you go with this question now now that you know you have something that lets you spend time with your kids and stuff like are there other things you're doing to balance your time and take care of yourself? Um, one thing that I strive to do now as far as taking care of myself, I do get my nails done, get my hair done. I recently stopped getting my eyelashes done because I 
think I was allergic. But I do, like, I do a lot of self-care things. Me and my husband, we do want to start going on vacations more, but it's just a little bit hard for us with all our kids. And um, I guess, yeah, that's really it for the self-care. I try to eat. <laughs> I try to eat. I try to eat. <laughs> hey, if I can get breakfast in me, it's a good day. Right, right, it's right. It's a good day. Well, yeah, so busy. <laughs> Ali, this has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much no, for coming today. thank you today. for having me.